You're listening to the world-famous White Roof Radio, Wolfcast number two for Sunday, August 7th, 2005. Hey guys, we're back one more time. WhiteRoofRadio.com is live on the air. Well, kind of. It's uh, DB in SoCal. And it's Todd in Kansas City. And once again, it's Gabe from Chicago. Hey, Gabe. Special. How are you doing? Thanks for having me back on. We're doing good. We're glad to have you. Especially after I was worried about Friday that maybe you know you had, you know, many people coming to knock down your door and go, dude. <laughs> the mini police came to lock you up. Yeah, they had the black mini limo out front. Uh oh, yeah, that, that can never be good. Two guys in suits came in. What are you doing? <laughs> hopefully, yeah, hopefully yeah. everybody knows what we're talking about here. If not, read motoringfile.com and you'll figure it out. Yeah, that's pretty funny though. I like the guys in suits, and it's like some like old woman sitting in the back seat with dark sunglasses on, and she just kind of gives you the little like the no head shake, you know, and the, the, the tinted, little finger. The, the tinted, tinted window windows. rolls down rolls down about two inches, and that's uh-huh. all you see. Yeah, and some smoke comes out. <laughs> you know, and then you're oh man, this can't be good. Yeah, that's how it's gonna go down. Too. It's, it's, it's gonna happen. The I, day, I, mo- the day, it'll be just like a fleet of seven series are gonna pull up. And, and, well, this is it, isn't it? <laughs> one, one too many stories. One, this, yeah, this, yeah this, uh, the, the German accents are just gonna be flying. Yeah, oh. it's gonna, it's gonna be the guys in the Gucci suits wearing combat boots. You gotta watch out for them. Oh, okay, I, I watch goodness. too many movies. Anyway, that was kind of funny. Too many bad movies. Yeah. So, yes, I am here, and I, I'm out of legal trouble. I was never in legal, tr- any legal trouble. Everything is absolutely fine and dandy. So. Uh, it was it was more fun thinking that you were, though. But, yeah, if you want to. I mean, yeah. In fact, uh, yeah, I just got back from Germany. Just flew back. It was a really brutal, brutal session. But, uh, well, real quick, okay. <laughs> real quick, what are the highlights from the news this week, then, from you? Uh, from I mean, it was sort of a quiet week on, on Motor and File, the... Uh, the JCW options information was released for the UK, and then the, I shouldn't say quiet week, because many USA also put out their information for July in terms of sales. Sales were up 41% from last year. That's and, fantastic. Uh, yeah, yeah, it really, it really is. And, uh, you know, beyond that, there was the, uh, finally, uh, 2006 uh, order information was released by the USA, the official press release, and we had everything out already on Motor Pop, so it really wasn't any, any uh, surprise. But it was nice to actually see a, a press release out there, a nice summary of, of everything that's been known for uh, you know, for the people who are just sort of catching up to it. Right. So, and then we had, as we alluded to, the complete U.S. order sheet on Motor Pop for uh, downloading for about. I would say half an hour, maybe an hence, hour. Hence the guys in the dark suits. Yeah, yeah, and then I, I, I got a call, and it was very cordial, um, totally cool, no big deal. I mean, it was a confidential piece of information, which I saw. It was also online, and I figured, you know, since they released the info that day publicly, that it would be cool to have it, you know, as a download just to help people out. But, you know, they want to hold off at this point. No big deal. It's it's their information. I'm I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. You know, tell them no. So, well, right. what, that no, was no big deal. Good, good. No, nobody came and knocked on your door. Seriously. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Uh, not. You know, just a, just a quick. Uh, you know, pretty friendly phone call. We uh, at the end, everybody said, "Have a good weekend," and that was it. Good. Oh, okay. and did I read right? Also, that um, the uh, works kit is now going to be available for the automatic S. Yeah. You know, that's that's. Um, 
I haven't got that 100% confirmed that's going to happen yeah. this fall, but I've, ha- I've heard from so many people now, and I've, I've also heard from JCW. So I can only assume that Mini USA is going to go ahead and release it. Uh, for the for the fall, so yeah, yes. I think that that yeah. that caused a flurry of commenting on Motoring File this week. I think didn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, bit. yeah. There's there's a, a few people out there that have been waiting uh, for for the JCW uh, the, the automatic kit, and then there's just a couple other options that uh, are coming out for 2006, including the wing that everybody loves to hate or yeah. you know enjoys, and then the uh, new 18 inch wheels, which are actually out already in England. They just shipped, I guess, and then they'll be. I assume they're gonna they're gonna be coming out in the U.S. probably. I'm guessing September, October. My first thought on those wheels was they've updated the horseshoe wheels. I thought, you know, they've really taken <laughs> and they've made these into something that look cool. Because at first I'm like, what? And then even DB, you know, was like, are those the horseshoe wheels? I'm like, no, I think those are new. Yeah, yeah, they're a little similar, but uh, they're cool. I mean, I actually, yeah, I, I like the, them. the, uh, the, the original 18 inch uh, JCW wheel, and you know, I think. I think when you see them in person, you'll get a better idea of how they're shaped. And the, the current ones are, are tough to tell. That you know, There's actually a lot of curves to them, and they actually look really meaty in person. They're really, really cool. And I have, a, I have a hunch that these are, are similar in that regard. Right. Well, they look. I thought they looked good. So. Yeah, yeah they, they definitely do. Well, cool. That's, that's uh, all the exciting mini news for this week. DB, what yeah. about you and SoCal? Anything exciting happen uh, to you? Nothing terribly exciting. I got Roxy detailed, so she looks nice again, except for all the paint chips. But I was uh, cruising around, just kind of keeping track of what's been going on, like on the message boards and uh, comments on DB Mini. And, you know, guys, really, can we just stop with the wax talk? Uh, <laughs> I, I'm done. Honest. It's everywhere. Oh, my God. It's awful. And, um,. Well, I'm serious. There's well, I saw it over Nam- on Josh the, Waddell. And- yeah, the, the NAM thread kept going, and then Josh posted about it, and it's like, oh, my God. And I'm getting IMs during the week. So, DB, tell me about Wax. I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm done. We've, we've created a monster. Yeah, that and um, uh, automatic transmission talked on DB Mini. That's always a lot of fun. Yeah, because you were thinking about that, aren't you? I was. Uh, I'm still thinking about it, and oh my god, flurry of activity on that post. It was pretty funny. People, I tell you this, people get really defensive about you know guys, guys and gals who buy a Mini Cooper S that's automatic. They get really defensive about it. Yeah, but you're talking about the guys who own the automatic. Yeah, yeah, the guys who bought yeah, well, already bought both, the automatic. The ones, the ones that have that have the automatic and they love it, like Ian or. Um, there was the other guy on on uh, that post on DB Mini, and then there's the ones that you know are anti-automatic, no matter what, because automatic right. is for old ladies and grandmas and their pinos. Well, I think it comes down to the fact that nobody wants to be passed by a 16 year old girl drinking Starbucks, doing her nails in a you know in a John Cooper Works kit with an automatic. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. That's the ultimate you know slap in the face of, of guys like us, and I think that's that's what we don't want to see, but. You know what? The market is going to yeah, determine pe- if that's going to happen. Really. People are right. people are lazy, and and I find it just absolutely amazing the inordinate amount of people that actually do not know how to drive a, a standard transmission automobile. It's surprising. You know, it's it's very surprising. There are, there are more. I, th- I actually think that uh, we're almost outnumbered. The ones that can't drive a stick versus the ones who can. Oh, I have know. no question that that's the case. I mean, you know, we live in a society in the United States where most people look at their cars as an appliance. Yeah. And that's just going to 
It's a byproduct, unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. And those people can keep buying Saturnson. I don't care. <laughs> well, it's interesting you say that because actually on, on Motor Recall tomorrow, we're going to have a. I'm going to be posting a, a, a review from a, a guy, a very long review of, of an owner of a, of a Cooper S automatic. And it's interesting because he wrote it like a month or so ago and sent it to me. And he just talked to me recently and said at this point, he wishes he had bought a manual. Really? Really? Yeah. And, well, that uh, should be an, that should be an interesting read. Yeah, it is. It is, and, and I was kind of shocked by that. And yeah, my biggest concern, um, and this is the only reason why I posted on DB Mini, is I keep reading all the CVT-like problems that everybody's starting that are starting to crop up on the new automatic. You know, where the car won't start, or the car dies, or you get all the lights turn on, and then the car sputters to a stop. Right. You know, and then I then I read more, and then the software update doesn't fix it, and that's my biggest concern. You know, I'm not going to roll into a car that has known issues right from the get go. I'll deal with a right. I'll deal with a funky knee for that. Right. You know, I've already been through software issues. <laughs> I don't want to do it anymore. Right. Well, you yeah, I guess you've got an O3, so probably not the not the same issues that some O2 no. people did. So no, I've got well, it's, mine's a late build O3. So yeah, yours and mine um, both. Yeah, exactly. Mine uh, you guys don't even know about software problems. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I had a February build O2. Ugh. Oh, dude. No, actually, it, mine actually wasn't that bad. It was, yeah. It, there was a little bit. I mean, there was the, the stall when you turn the air on. Yep. Um, oh, I, 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 might have a, I might have a fix for that. Um, um, we I'll, mentioned I'll it owner. <laughs> Yeah, well, we can mention that next week, but keep an eye on DB Mini if you guys want to track my progress. I'm actually running regular unleaded gas in uh, Roxy for the next two tanks. Cool. And it's um, I'm getting very interesting results that yeah. I will, Did, I think I'll be Ian, posting those. Ian Paul had a similar uh, yep. scenario. On, on he's doing he's doing the same thing except he went from however to yeah. one. He went okay. down, and which which I don't I don't have as much a problem with as I go from I have from going from like ninety one to say eighty seven or eighty seven, which is what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, All right, keep so, us up so to far, date. so good. I'm, I'll just keep an eye on DB and Mini. And the next step after 87, that's just like water, right? Uh, there is nothing <laughs> There is nothing below 87. Actually, I think uh, after kerosene. 87. Kerosene. No, yeah, kerosene maybe or, um, you know, uh, fry oil. But I don't have the right I don't have the right stuff for that. So. There was a dude that was driving across country a while back. He had like an old VW bus, and yep. he he did that. He stopped at like old the old like diners and got their yeah. used fry oil, and he put it in the tank, and he actually drove nice. across yeah. the country. I've been reading up on that. Bio, that's a, biodiesel on the biodiesel. That's a fairly um, inexpensive and relatively simple modification that you can do on a regular diesel engine, where it lets it run off of regular pump diesel, or it lets it run off of um, essentially. Uh, liquid fire shortening, which is soy oil. That's very cool. It's very cool. But how do we know we end up talking about gas? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. Well, t- t- yeah, today we're going to end up talking about the dealer experiences, which brings me to a question that, that's just to get us kind of kicked off here is, okay, did either of you, what was the last Mini you sold, personally? Um, I sold a Mini week before last. In front of Trader Joe's in Orange County. Yep, and that was that was the last one. And I had that was one my first one in a while. But I did my whole spiel, the twenty minutes. Let him sit in the car, uh, explain the uh, the size. You know, not that it's a small car, just that it's short. It's taller than these cars, wider than these cars. The front, you know, the interior compartment's about the same as the three series. Blah 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 blah. You know, all the safety stuff. Similar to mine, actually. Yeah, I go well because I did a lot of research before I bought mine. Um, so I do know that my car is taller than a Toyota Corolla than a Toyota Solara or a Honda Accord. Mm-hmm. 
board. You sit higher in the Mini than you do in the 3 Series as well. Yeah, you do. Um, and it's also wider. Actually, the Mini's wider uh, mirror tip to mirror tip than a PT Cruiser. Yeah, it's wider than my XB. Oh, Ooh, yeah, I, it's I wider than that. the XB, too. I said it. I said it. <laughs> yeah, you said the XB. We're not, but we didn't We didn't call it, qualify it first, so we're not playing today. Um, so, Gabe, was the last one you sold? Probably two months ago at a dealer, I pulled up to pick up a part. You're not trying hard enough. came up to me. <laughs> and, uh, well, you know, at this point, I, I really, if somebody says, hey, that's a great car, I say thanks, and I drive away. It's just, <laughs> it's, just, uh, it's just tiring after a while. Yeah, yeah, you're not getting paid. You're not getting paid for it. It's not like in other car dealers where my uh, uh, my nephew recently sold somebody. I don't know, it was a uh, Yukon or something, and he went in with the friend. He's like, "Yeah, here's my friend. He's here to buy this Yukon." You know, I told him about it and told him to come talk to you, and he gave him fifty bucks right there on the spot. Some dealers will do that. Some mini dealers will uh, will take care of you. Well, my my dealer my dealer is going to take care of me because I send so much business to them. Um, anytime I sell a mini, I always sell it to my dealer and I always sell it to my guy. And when I was inquiring, uh, checking on you know getting the 06, they're already ready to sell to me at at or about really close to MSRP, which is unheard of. First of all, for this dealer, and also unheard of for California. Yeah, we've had some, which brings us into, you know, going to the, the dealer anyway. And a lot of people have a misconception who aren't familiar with the Mini line is that you go in there and you don't deal on these cars. You, you're you no. going to pay MSRP or if you're on the West Coast. And I don't know if anybody else is still upcharging the cars, but at least not around here. Is I see people come in and they're like, oh, I'm going to get this car for $13,000 today. And it's like, no, there's a, there's a line of people over there waiting to pay <laughs> sticker for this car. Don't even think it. Sticker or better, right? You know. Well, so. yeah. In the Midwest, I mean, at least in Chicago, we've got four dealers pretty close, and and uh, yeah, I mean, everybody sells at MSRP, and there's some there's there's some deals to be had if the car's on the lot. So there are, you know, in some rare cases, uh, I know people that do not pay MSRP actually. Yeah, well, I, did, I paid MSRP on mine actually, MSRP plus shipping because my car was on the lot. Mm-hmm. But on ordered cars, nah, not so much out here. They're still getting anywhere from. Well, it depends on the dealer. There's a couple dealers that still sell sell to MSRP, but uh, I know at least two or three of them are going for a thousand to twenty five hundred over. Well, and is there quite a bit of a wait list then? To, in addition, and, to that? yeah, plus they're, plus they're still selling cars. You know, I mean, they got people in line to pay twenty five hundred dollars over. You know, and and depends on depending on the dealer. That's that's going to net you, you know, five uh, grand. Some kind of well, paint protectant and mats. So my question then is this: Why not just go to uh, you know a dealer in? rest of Chicago, like Canals Mini, where I bought mine, right. and just have them ship it out. You know, well, uh, there's actually uh, a, there's actually a lot of people who've done that. You, um, RB, in fact, uh, is a regular commenter on DB Mini and on uh, Ian's mm-hmm. weblog. Yeah. He actually posted a big thing on how he's bought both of his minis out of state. But my feeling is that's going to cause problems for service because the I know for a fact that my dealer gives priority service to their customers. Right. Well, gonna, so will for your dealer, but I mean... I, I don't know, I if, know. Ever, if other dealers don't, but I think here in California, because of the volume, first of all, in Southern California, we have a very large population of BMWs. And when BMW announced that they're not going to charge for service on the 50, first 50,000 miles, that put all the dealer service departments in a huge logistical tailspin. Right, and so they're just they're slammed. So they don't have a choice but to provide service to their customers first. You know, they get first priority, and then all the other customers they come in next. Right. 
So Man, that's that's rough. I know out here it's uh, it's definitely much more laid back. I mean, you, you I, I've taken my car to you know any of the dealers in Chicago, just depending on where I'm at or you know if it's just easier. And yeah, totally cool. Loners, um, you know, no big deal at all. So do they charge uh, you? Do they charge you for loners? That? Do they charge you for loners? No. Like ten bucks a day? No. No, just, no. Just, my dealer, my dealer doesn't charge for a loaner either. But they just started I, that here. Wait because, three weeks. Well, they just started that here in Kansas City. I think it's ten bucks a day. It's it's nominal, but yeah, just know, to keep I, it. I, can see I don't. Gas, I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't mind. What do they give you? Like a, do they give you a, a car out of their loaner fleet, Todd, or yeah, any enterprise certificate? No, no, no. It's it's a car from here. You don't have to leave any. You don't have to go anywhere. It's from the dealer. It's either you know a three series, could be an X three, could be a mini. Oh, you actually get okay. That's cool. Yeah, that's the way my dealers too. I mean, they have a a big fleet of their own rental cars. Um, I spent t- uh, a week in a five series wagon once, nice, and a week in a, two weeks actually in a three series. So, and they've got a couple of minis too, but not very many. But I mean, that's because here. I mean, every other car in Orange County is just about as a BMW, and it's no big deal to see. I see three six series every day. Yeah, and two of them will be convertibles. You know, and it's just kind of they're everywhere, and service departments are super busy. So that's why I decided to go ahead and buy from California, and my next one will come from my dealer as well. But they've been really good to me anyway. Now, your dealers, where you guys are, do you have a separate, I mean, I'm sure they're separate mini techs, but it's all kind of the big thing, but I know yeah. here, they've got like their BMW side, and then they got the mini side over here, and they're really kind of separate. They just happen to be in the same place, of course. Right. You know, you're, you're specifically talking about service, and yeah. you know, the, the guys the guys working on the cars. Yeah, and all the management, uh, and grabbing in, and everything, I mean. Yeah, well, at, well, at my dealer, um, all the cars come into the same spot, and they all used to be worked on in the same shop, right. but um, they just recently moved the Mini guys. Actually, the Mini and the 3 Series guys are in, a, are in a different location now, but all the cars still come into the same, all the cars still come into the same drive, and, you know, all the service advisors are there in one location, and everybody comes in the same spot, and it just depends on which car you have, and that's where the car goes for, for service. Sure. And it seems like that it, Mini still isn't a large enough volume car to be. I can't see any dealerships, you know, breaking out and having like a standalone Mini dealership. I just don't think it's. Uh, what do you guys think? It depends on the area. Yeah, I think that I think that they they will. In fact, I think that there are a couple actually out there already that are with not the, like with their own with their own service space, like a real Mini dealership. Yeah, I, maybe I'm totally wrong, but I. I, don't I Thought there, I thought that um, was it Peabody, yeah, uh, in Massachusetts was a was a standalone. I may be wrong. I'm sure eight people will tell me I am or I'm right. One or two, <laughs> yeah, we're off here. But I thought that there was one, and that's actually uh, well, you know, I'm not going to say more because I'm not 100 sure. But I think that maybe it, uh, and I think there may be a couple out there. Yeah, well, I mean, they're, they're just trying to. I think they might be trying to go that way, but for the time being, they can't. Um, what I do know, something else along those same lines, at least with my dealer, um, the the first tech to touch my car when I first brought it in for service is the only guy that's worked on my car. Hmm. And I, I think that's kind of cool. I don't know that you know? I've paid that much attention. I mean, I know all three of the mini techs, you know, are on a first-name basis up there. So, And I'm pretty sure the same one has – my car's only been in twice for anything, and I think he's done it. So, But I've heard that from other people too, is that the same tech gets it. Yeah, they do that with BMWs there as well, and I thought that was kind of a neat little thing. You know, that way it's the guy that always that knows that's more familiar with your car. He's, he's you know a little bit of memory recollection. I'll be all, oh yeah, that's that's a great, I remember this. That's a great low tech way to 
to sort of you know, keep it personal and uh, you know, eliminate any confusion too when you bring it in for the same problem or something. Well, right. and and minis hopefully that's part of their. Uh, you know that no two cars supposedly are alike. You really do start to, I mean, start to remember Except for those MC40s. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> Except for the MC40s. Well, other than okay, like I don't know about you guys, but I know most of the people in the service department up at our dealer by name anyway, and they know who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a good good way to get good service is just to meet the people, and especially when you're buying your car, go in there, ask to meet the people at the service department if they don't already offer to to introduce you for that and get to know them and uh, just be friendly with them. They're going to be nicer yeah. to you and get better service. That's totally huge. I totally agree that, that uh, you know, having a personal relationship of some kind and just, you know, just, just talking to the guy a little bit, um, you know, bring him in some bagels or something on a Friday when you drop off. Your you know, or, or just be ni- just be nice in general. Um, I go to my dealer. Everybody knows me. I go to the dealer, the sales side. Everybody there knows me. I go to get service. Everybody knows me there. The girl at the parts desk knows me. I'm never Bonnie Parts, but she, you know, I talk to her. I talk to everybody. You know, I'm just a nice guy. I ask how everybody's doing. I don't bring them bagels or anything, but I guess I could <laughs> try that. And I've, I've never had a bad experience ever. Yeah, I well, that's not true. I had one bad experience, but that person is gone. So, nice. you know, there you go. It's it's just I get well, just because I keep hearing all these horror stories. You know, like I hear the oh, horror I took my car to the dealer and oh they messed up this and they were rude and this and that and the other thing and but you, you know, know what I've seen the people that come in that do that. I've been there when somebody's reading the riot act yeah, to the yeah. service advisor and I'm like, okay, if you're being a total jerk about this as the customer coming in there, you just yeah. I mean you're not going to get the best service because nope. people get defensive and they're just like they start protecting themselves. And so uh, I'd say you got to go in and just be nice to people and be understanding. And you know you'll get better service that way. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, the, there's that old adage, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. And okay, maybe to some degree that can be true, but I really, really think that you have to be just a nice guy. And and yeah. you know, again, coming back to you have to know the guys. You have to have some sort of rapport with them. Right. And, you know, for the most part, they're not going to do you wrong. You know, they're going to try to help you out when it comes down to it. Yeah, uh, to yeah, definitely. If you're if you're nice to them and, and something comes up, you can usually call your guy and say, you know, this happened, and he said, oh, well, you know, what? just bring it back in, and we'll take care of it. You know, you don't need to make an appointment or anything. Just bring it back. I'll take a look. We'll get the guys in the back to take a look. Whatever, you know. But right. if you're if you're going to be all mean and nasty, then I wouldn't help you either. Yeah, and I think one of the and here's something kind of touching a little bit on having the BMW and the Mini, you know, service in the same place, is that if you're there and you see. I'm, and little, this is their part too. But to see how they treat people, depending on what kind of car you drive in. Somebody drives in in a seven series BMW, they're gonna be treated pretty well. Or somebody drives in in a in a what a Z8, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, they're gonna Ooh, treat them. Pre- they're gonna treat them pretty well. And I've seen that happen. But the thing is, is if they continue to treat the mini people, which they do at our dealer, they're fantastic. You know, open the door for you, ask you how you're doing, tell you exactly where to go. I mean, they treat everybody similarly. But I can see, you know, the possibility for being, you know, depending on what kind of car you drive in on and how you're going to get treated. So that might be a little frustrating for people. And on the same hand, you did not pay $75,000 for your Mini. So, you know. <laughs> no, you you, you might have paid fifty exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not. I mean, you pull in next to the Z8 and, you know, they're maybe going to open that guy's door first. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's uh, those, those are nice cars, though. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that that to some degree, I, dealers can't make that mistake. A lot of these people coming in with minis, 
it, it may be their third or fourth car. They may have a seven series in the garage or a right. Um, you know, who not? You know, a nine eleven and uh, you know whatever. Well, yeah, that's something that I've noticed uh, even at my dealer is the amount of loyalty too. Um, a lot of people, the owner of my company, she's driven a BMW as long as I can remember her telling me about the car she's ever driven, and she's always had the same sales guy. She's always had the same service guy. You know. To all of her cars, so there's a little bit of loyalty there. I think that helps too with those cars. Yeah, there is, and I'm starting to see a lot of people back for their second and third Mini. Yeah. Um, also, so I think the BMW line, all the way from the top down to Mini. I mean, I don't want to say that's the bottom of the line because it's kind of different, but it does seem to whatever they're doing, they're doing it right because it does seem they have customer loyalty. Yeah, it does. Anyway, let's uh, take a quick break, guys. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Wolfcast with DB and Todd. Today's special guest, Gabe Bridger from MoberingFile.com. Uh, we did get a one comment for the show this week so far, and I thought it was very interesting and something we could probably cover. Um, Charlie, I don't know where Charlie's at, but Charlie, thanks for commenting in. But he's asking um, for a better understanding of rights on modifications to the car without voiding the warranty. And I thought that was fairly interesting. I know... When I was going to start doing mods on Roxy, uh, the first person I asked about that was my service advisor. I asked him, say, hey, this is what I want to do. I'm going to put on an intake and I'm going to put on exhaust. Is that going to give me troubles with you guys as far as service is concerned? And he said, unless your intake falls off and you suck a bird into the throttle body, no, you're good. And I went, <laughs> and I went okay, that's fair enough. Well, I mean, know, Obviously, if, if it's one of the external components that causes the problem, then it's not going to be a, then it's not going to be covered under warranty. I mean, that seems to me that's fairly obvious and very logical. Right. You know. Let me let me quickly give you the the very official line. Okay. From Mini, this is uh, pertaining to the warranty, and this is a, an official document for uh, just the dealers. Dude, and, I, I wish and, I got sorry. official documents. <laughs> well, well, that's why we have yeah. Gabe here, man. That's I won't speak Gabe. of how I got it. There, it was uh, a game of chance was involved. This isn't going to cause the guys in the dark suits and the ca- and the and the boots to roll up to your house, is it, Gabe? It, it may. I okay, <laughs> no, let's it, do it. Let's do it. I'm excited. It, <laughs> I'm excited it's, now. It's, it's a pretty. It's a pretty. Just a, a short little bit. I won't read the whole thing, but the gist of it is quote unquote here. The mini warranty on a component is void due to a modification where the modification, alteration, or installation of a non-improved aftermarket part was responsible for the failure. Which is essentially what I just said. Exactly. Right. So, you know, I think they take a, a nice, well, yeah, I mean, I think they do well with this. I mean, they, they could definitely uh, nickel and dime you for everything you've got with, with a, a policy like this. But I think they, you know, walk the line well. Well, yeah. they're not going to say, oh, we're not going to fix this because you've got an intake on here. You know, we're going to fix your cracked uh, uh, coolant overflow tank because you have an intake on here, which I think that was a big fear button a lot of people like to press in the early days. And I think everybody's I remember, kind of... I remember, I remember that kind of talk going around on the message boards, you know. Yeah. Right? That doesn't make oh. any sense either. How can an intake affect, you know, whether or not I've got a stress crack on my windshield? Right, right, right. Well, you know, that being said... I I think it is important for owners to know that you know, Mini does does actually does have a process for reporting vehicles with aftermarket accessories and parts. They do, and uh, that is uh, like they like they track the cars, kind of. Yeah, it's been rumored for a few years, but they actually do flag vehicles. They flag the VIN number. So I'm on a list somewhere because I've got a pulley and I've got an exhaust and I've got an intake. So I'm I'm probably on a list. You you probably are, yeah. So that means I would be too because I did exhaust, intake, and plug wires. 
You maybe yes. And Could be. I, I bet the pulley's the big thing. But the thing that that, that uh, the the reasoning, the way they put it officially, the reasoning they do flag VIN numbers is that it's it's really for an easier diagnosis of the vehicle. If there's an issue, they are trying to figure something out. They see oh there's a pulley on here. Well, why don't we look at that first and see if maybe that's causing the issue. Right. Um, you know, sort right. of. You know, it, it becomes a, a way to help solve problems easier. Oh, I can totally understand. Yeah, that that makes sense too. I can follow the logic there. And they're very specific when they say the purpose of flagging the vent is not to be misinterpreted. This is why we're doing it. We're not here to out you. We're not. Uh, we're not here to nickel and dime you. So and avoid you know, your warranty altogether. Yeah. Avoid, yeah, avoid every bit of your warranty or, or any. You know. They're they're using they're using that as a troubleshooting tool, and and they're gonna obviously if it's not a, if it's not an official part they're gonna start there and work their way backwards. Right, right. Okay. And that's, uh, well, that's what they'd say in their official documentation. So. Well, I, well, that's what they say. I believe them. It's that's good enough right. for me. Internal documentation that we don't really get to see, but I, I can vouch for what I just read. It, well, if you've ever looked at that sticker that's on your, it may be the sticker that everybody takes off on the driver's side upper <laughs> upper windshield, where it says yeah. everything like use of a cell phone in this inside this car or whatever. All of yeah. these things could potentially void your warranty, and I'm like, what are right. you talking about? But it really goes down and says. I mean, I'm sure a lot of it's just legal reasons to protect. Yeah, I actually don't think you can actually talk while driving. I don't think so. I think that's yes, yeah, good. Okay. Your warranty. <laughs> uh oh, I'm in trouble. Oh wait, my warranty's expired. I don't care. Yeah, and I was one of those people who was like, ah, oh, as soon as my warranty's out, I'm doing a pulley. I'm just going crazy, and then I just punted a year into it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like you know, I changed my brakes before my service before my service time was out, and the guy looked at me and said, "Well, so you, you don't shake your brakes?" And I and I told him, I said, "No, I'm gonna. I don't want your brakes anymore. I'm gonna put on aftermarket." And he said, "Okay, that's fine." But I mean, so I mean, to do what you want, I guess. Just I just say always check with your service department first, because I would imagine each service department's going to have their own way of interpreting what Gabe just said, too. Right. That's true, and and I think that's another thing that's really important that it, it comes down to the dealer level. Right. Every time, and you know whether or not they escalate it and bring in a, a regional, uh, you know, mini rep to actually look at it and then give the yay or nay in terms of replacing something. Uh, you know that may happen, but many times dealers will make the decision right there. Now you can always take it to another dealer. You can always quote unquote talk to the manager. Uh, you can always take it to another step as well. But it, it, you know if if you have that relationship from the beginning, that's going to do nothing but help. Oh, totally. Unless you, you know, unless you roll in there and you're all right. Right. And I, I've never personally heard, I know a lot of people, I've never personally heard of anybody getting refused warranty work because they have some modification. The only time I've ever heard close to it is the guy who doesn't live here, he lives south of me, and he had a uh, larger throttle body on his car. And he went into limp mode for whatever reason, and they said, well, we can't really do this warranty work until you swap that throttle body back out, which he did, and then took it in, and they took care of it for him. Because they're like, you know, well, this may, be, odd- this may be screwing up our, our, our systems checks here or whatever. So hey. Yeah, oddly enough, though, as is, is I would say okay on that one, you know. Throttle body's huge on the regular running of the car. Yeah, right? yeah. So, you know? and he was he was, he was was cool with that. I mean, he, you know, got it back and then changed it out, so. But I think that people who are doing those sort of modifications, they either they should know or they do know that, or they should be prepared, I should say, for a serious catastrophic issue. Yeah. And they should be prepared to, to plunk down the, you know, 4K or whatever it is to you know, to buy a to buy a new engine. Yeah, definitely. 
they really need to be. And if they're not, you know, if they're if they're just squeaking by, making payments on their Cooper S, and something goes wrong, well, I mean, you really can't blame anybody but yourself. Yeah, totally. Yeah, like a problem with the pulley, or you know, they want to go hardcore, maybe start doing like internal, like changing out the cam or something. Right. Yeah, you do that well, kind of stuff. And it's Go ahead, Todd. I was going to say, at the same time, you got depending on the aftermarket company, like a lot of stuff I've had done, Randy Webb at Webb Motorsports did, and he has his own personal two-year warranty on that kind of stuff, which I know, Gabe, we talked that, about that earlier. There's a lot of other companies that, you know, they yeah, claim Mini, to have Mini, a Mini Mania does that as well. Mini Mania, Dynan does it, and I think there's there's a lot of people out there that look at that and say, oh, well, there you go. We're all, you know, we're taking... And, and then that, I think that's true to some degree that, you know, these companies are willing to stand behind that. At the same time that, you know, people need to understand that it is. It's. It's not a mini warranty. Uh, Dynan, for instance, is not affiliated with mini. Which is crazy because dealers. But yeah, our local mini. dealer is a Dynan, uh, an authorized sure. Dynan distributor and, and installer. And, so sure, I think most dealers are my dealers as well. A, a lot of dealers are. A lot of dealers also sell mini mania stuff. Um, you know, pretty much anything. But at the same time, you have to remember when something goes wrong, Dynan is going to be handling um, the warranty you know, claim warranty. on that. And 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 that's just. A different process. I mean, is it a better process? Is it a worse process? You know, it, it really well, depends. I mean, I've heard horror stories, frankly, but I know people that love this stuff, and I have you know no reason to doubt that. Right, and I think it's just you got to find a good company to work with that's doing that. And I know what I do. I work for the dealer. I do subcontracting for them. Their uh, graphics work, and if there's a problem, I do have to stand behind that. They're not the ones on the line. I'm the one going up and right. change if there's a problem or something. So. You know, yeah, I think I, I, some of the questions for you know, if you're looking at uh, Mini Mania or something, or, or maybe even some other vendor we're not talking about that doesn't have a warranty, you know, you should really ask them, you know, is is this uh, you know is labor reimbursed as well? Uh, you know, how long does it take for you to reimburse me if something goes wrong? Right. Right. Uh, you know, is it at the dealer level? Will they fix it? Do I have to take it to another shop? Right. Things like that. That's yeah, that's especially like in the case like that. we'll use Mini Mania as an example. Is I, I don't think anybody. I would imagine that most of their customers aren't anywhere close. They're clear up in Crescent City, Nevada, mm-hmm. and I mean that's. I mean, that's it's like 20 miles from the middle of nowhere. This place is, you know, it's it's out there, and, and it's 12 hours from Southern California on a drive. So I would imagine that any warranty that they, because they say they have full warranty on all their stuff. So if they say that, you're going to want to check and see just how much that actually covers. Right, and and I assume that would be at the dealer level. Then uh, you know they would sort of contract out the. Uh, yeah, or they might maybe they do it the Tire Rack way, and they've got authorized service shops in your in your area, like Tire Rack does. I'm sure we'll get eight people emailing us after this. Um, no, this one actually we'll probably get like twelve people. Okay, we're gonna get eight people on the other thing. We're gonna get twelve people on this one, <laughs> and we're probably gonna get twenty nasty emails about the automatic transmission. Well, that that, that yeah, that's true. Well, I think it is great though that these companies are offering the you know the warranty, even if it's not quite what many offers. It's still letting people know that hey, you know this, these parts are. Are, are decent. We, we're going to stand behind them. We know they're not going to break, etc. Right now, let's say moving on. Kind of, um, you don't have any modifications. You're completely stock. You, your car is exactly the way it was when you took it home from the dealer. You know, and you just want to make sure you're getting the right level of service when you go in for service. Right. Yeah. Um, some what I always do, and this works for me every time, is the whole be nice thing, which we've already, which we've already covered. I don't roll in there full of piss and vinegar, written to, waiting to rip my service visor's head off. Um, I always try to do a little bit of research first, either on the message boards or you know wherever else I Google a problem, 
And then when I go to talk to my service advisor, I'm clear and I make sure they totally understand what the problem is that I'm having so they can best fix it, you know. And I think that's a lot of problems, too, is a lot of people roll and say, you know, my car, it makes a funny noise. Okay, fix it. And then the service advisor is kind of going to go, uh, okay. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, I mean, I even, I've gone so far as to actually grab my guy and say, no, you need to actually come out and listen to this. Well, I think another thing that I've, I've done with, with some success is actually write up any issues I'm having in a, yeah. in a sort of a concise manner, but be thorough. And they have something that they can staple on the report and actually look at. So the tech, you know, what, the, the day after you drop it off, will be looking at the notes, but then also see your note that you wrote in your own, you know, it's not sort of, you know, there's not a, a, a third party there. Yeah, exactly. What, what, you're, what he's hearing. Yeah. And uh, I think it takes a, a buffer out in, in a way there's a little bit better communication. So I think that's another tip that I would recommend, just try to be clear and concise and thorough and actually write down the issue. Yeah. Is that works a good idea? Yeah. It's, well, I think it's a good idea. Todd, do you think it's a good idea? I think it's a good idea. <laughs> well, okay, because you said it like... Is that a good well, idea? I tell, well, the only experience here's like, the only experience. No, 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 good idea. Like, like Todd's getting, Todd's getting ready to roll. I'll say, you know, yeah, your idea, your, your idea sucks, and that's a total wrong way to do that. Well, that would be a good idea if it was good. <laughs> if it was good. <laughs> no, now, the, so, uh, the, the only time I, which, which here's another thing to do. Also, the only time I ever had anything I had to go into the service department for was I had a cracked coolant overflow tank, and I took picture. I snapped a couple of digital pictures of it. I emailed it to my service advisor and said, Hey, I think I've got this problem here you know you tell me what you think and scheduled me for in and he sends me right back and goes yep that's exactly what it is nice pictures bring it in we'll get you taken care of that way they know they got the part in hand i mean it's a little more work on my part but man it sure made it easy yeah so cool. and that kind of goes along with the write-up so hey mm-hmm. yeah exactly well like when i go in for service um i don't do what gabe does i don't actually bring my notes um, and give it to them. They when they write me up for service. Uh, there's actually a spot there for customer notes that the service advisor can type in all that information. And I sit there and I rattle it off and I watch them type it in. They're typing it in word for word. So and oh, that goes good. right on the that goes right on the work order that gets that follows my car for the entire service visit. So just make sure you're telling every telling them what you need and be nice. God. Yeah, I've actually gone on rides to it. My my O2 was a symphony of rattles. For the for the first year or so, and I would, you know, every once in a while, come in and, like and there'd be a, you know, there'd be a, a particularly nasty one, and I'd say, you know, well, you mind if we just go for a ride real quick, and you can actually hear it, and that, that's helpful too, you know, to actually pinpoint it. And yeah, like when um, when my transmission was going out, it was uh, very much like the same thing. It's, it just started making a noise, and I'm all, this just isn't right. And the guy took it around the block, and he said, you know, I don't hear anything. And I could hear it because I know my car. And he said, I don't hear anything really, but let's let uh, Shane drive around the block. Shane's the, the, my tech. So Shane took it around the block, says, okay, i got to put it up on the rack. He puts it on the rack to the screwdriver. I said, yeah, your transmission's bad. So, I mean, that always helps. Yeah. Anyway. All right. I think. Um, we about wrapped this thing? I think we've covered dealer service about as much as we can on this. I think uh, so. Of course, questions or comments, guys, you know what to do. You can leave a message for us in the show notes at whiteroofradio.com. You can email us, feedback at whiteroofradio.com. Uh, if you have something specifically for me, DB, that's DB at whiteroofradio.com. Or Todd at whiteroofradio.com if you have a problem with Todd. 
Or just head on over to whiteroofradio.com and start poking around. And I want to see if we can actually say whiteroofradio.com like ten more times. Gabe, can you help us out? <laughs> White Roof Radio. See how well com. that flows off the tongue? Just that is. It's so easy. And don't forget motoringfile.com also. And motoringfile.com. Well, there is that, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like um, you, you, don't, yeah. You, need, you don't need the help with traffic, Gabe. <laughs> well, I do and I don't. There you go. Yeah. We love people, it. He, he needs more people to click on the ad banners. Hey, I can't. I can't officially talk about that. So. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I'll, yeah, so good. If you go to Motor File, you know, help out. Click on a banner or two, guys. <laughs> anyway, I just did. Um, <laughs> nice. nice, right now. On. Look at Todd. Yeah, You're yeah. such a giver. Yeah. Oh, that, that is nice. You know, I think. Uh, yeah. 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 It, I actually, I was gonna, I was gonna actually ask if you guys uh, minded a big, huge Mini United banner at the, at the top of that. I accidentally clicked on it the other day because I was trying to go back to the homepage. Okay, I knew I knew that was a problem. So I, I, it was a problem for me too. Well, it won't be around forever. But yeah, that's okay. You know, it's okay. I, I just I accidentally what I did. Sold my soul to the devil. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. When I first saw it up there, I thought it was kind of cool. I mean, but I'm a I'm kind of a web guy anyway, and I thought it was yeah. neat the way that you managed to get it right in the middle of the header. So yeah. I thought that was I thought that was pretty trick. It wasn't but me, it, but it doesn't bo- it doesn't bother me at all. No, it's fine. Cool, cool. Okay. Well, thanks guys for having me on again. Yeah. Uh, hey, it was great. Gabe, thanks again. You know, anytime you float, thanks, around, you got nothing better to do on a Sunday afternoon. Feel free. We'll uh, have you on. Yeah. Thanks, um, for, getting, thanks for getting the new three dollar microphone too. It sounds good. Oh you know, yeah. No. Yeah, sorry, that's awesome. sorry about the uh, the previous uh, reverb edition of the microphone. That was all yeah. right. We we actually didn't get any complaints. So hey. <laughs> yeah, we got complaints about the midweek, but that's all right too. Um, I don't have any updates. We're working on guys. We've got all the. I think we've got all the recording bugs ironed out. We're still working on making the recording a little bit better. Um, the whole subscription process, I think I've got that made out about as third-grade dumb stupid proof as I possibly can. If you head over to whiteroofradio.com, you click on any of the buttons there on the left-hand side, uh, you can you can now add the white roof feed to your my MSN page, your my Yahoo page. Um, you can automatically subs- listen and subscribe via Odeo. Uh, there's iTunes links right there, same with Podnova. Everything's ready to go. Just, uh, you know, of course, you have problems with those, let us know, and I will be more than willing to help you out. What are we going to talk about next week, Todd? Do we have anything yet? I don't think we have a topic yet. Oh, we have a bunch of topics. We just haven't picked it yet. Oh, no. You know, I know what next week's going to be. All right. Okay. Uh, We can talk about it on Wednesday. So, yeah, everybody's going to have to tune back in. Surprise. Yeah. Nice. There's an actual term for that in the radio business. I forget what they call it. I think they call it a tease or make people stick around and listen to commercials. Which we don't have, and no. uh, we're we're really not professional enough to know the lingo. Exactly. <laughs> no, no not, not really so much. All right, guys. All right, um, so until then, drive safe. I, drive safe, guys, and we'll see you next time. Okay. Cheers. Right. Bye.